and thank you so much. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita. Thank you for joining us today, Valley of the Black Dolls. Would like to talk with you about a lot of different things, and if you follow the show, you know what we try to do here is emphasize life, family, purpose, commitment, and try to get all the negativity out of our circles. Embrace being positive, having a positive attitude, being in a positive space. We embrace all of those things. And I wanted to talk about something that happened the other day. Uh, one of my sorority sisters had a discussion about something that she saw in the paper where a young lady called her brother because she felt threatened and she thought someone was getting ready to rape her. Mind you, remember what I'm saying, not that the person raped her, that she thought she was about to be raped. She called her brother, he called two other brothers of hers. Long story short, they both committed, all three I guess now, committed murder. They killed the guy that she accused of attempting to rape her. Mind you, I don't know the whole story. None of us do. I guess we'll find out once it come out in court. But what I do know is that a lot of times we black women can be our own worst enemy. Why do I say that? First of all, I am more than sure she knew what would happen. Maybe not to this debt, but she knew that her brothers would do some bodily harm to this particular person. So now you have a mother that has three sons locked up for murder. This happened here in the state that I live in, which is Georgia. And I guess what puzzles me so much is when you have mothers having babies when they're 15, and then the, the, the child is 15, the mother's 30, the grandmother's 45, and the great-grandmother is 60, this is a product of that environment and of those things that happen. This absolutely, positively makes no sense to me. So what can we do as parents to try to curtail these kind of things? Well, number one, I think that the earnest is on us to understand the plight of the African-American male and how society views us as African-American females and our counterparts, African-American males. Yes, there's a lot of different things you could say, good, bad, or indifferent about males or females, but what I would tell you is women that are scorned, that are angry, that have a chip on their shoulders, they can cause a lot of damage. And to the fact that now you have a family that have three young sons, all in their 20s, locked up in jail for something they did or did not do, because remember, all this is alleged. I was not there, and I was being told a story. But it brings me to this point. Most of the mothers that think that they could be the mother and the father to a male child positively makes no sense to me. I'd like to discuss that with one of the mothers that think that they could do that. Because I will tell them that God made man 
and God did not intend for women to be men at any juncture. And the fact that women feel that they are, that puzzles me and that bothers me a lot. Again, nobody deserved to be attacked. However, there's a remedy for that. It's called the police. And I'm not saying call the police on something that's not justifiable. But if she was attacked, then the appropriate measure would have been to call the police, not call her brothers who allegedly have murdered someone and now sitting behind bars waiting uh, to go to court. I implore all of these mothers to take stock in what your children are doing. Play a part, play a role in their lives. Make sure that they respect you, that they look up to you, that they let you know when they're in trouble. Get to know your teens. A lot of times we're busy with work, we're busy with church, we're busy with school, we're busy with the other children. Sometimes we're single parents, so we don't have the time. But I tell you, for generations to come, we have to start manning our boys. We have to start making sure that we find a male role model that can help us maintain some type of decency, security, some type of optimistic behavior in their lives. We have to create an environment to where our teens feel safe enough to talk to us. And I think that a lot of times our children don't feel that they can talk to us for being judged, uh, for being ridiculed, for being called names. I'm not sure what it is, but I do know for us to continue a positive mental attitude and a positive legacy, we're going to have to make sure that we use natural everyday body language to show respect to our children, to make sure that they get it, and also to make sure that we get it. If we develop the trust and they know that we're protecting them and we're protecting their dignity, I believe that they will talk to us. I feel that we have to be real clear on what to expect of our children and they have to know what our expectations are. That way, they don't feel bad when they let us down. We also have to know, uh, they have to know we care about them, their well-being, what they're doing, where they're going. For God's sake, I don't know how a teenager at 12, 13, or 14 is spending the whole weekend out and the parents cannot tell you where they are. Makes no sense to me. I'd love to talk with some parents that think that's okay. But I feel that we have to make sure that our teens are supervised because if we stay on top of them, make sure they're supervised, then of course not. We won't catch everything, but we'll catch some things, and that's the main objective. I think if we are effective in monitoring their practice and in what they do, I think we'd be better off for it. I know that uh, I no longer have any teenagers, but when I did and they wanted to go to a party, the first thing I would say is give me the, the address, the mom's name, the dad's name, the phone number, let me call them. I would take a visit to the house to make sure that both parents were going to be there for the festivities. No guns were allowed at the home what time the party started, what time the party was over, how my child would be getting home. And I would have, my stepdaughter would tell me 
no, well, if you have to do all of that, then I don't want to go. And I said, okay, well, don't go. Because as long as I'm responsible for you, your dad and I are responsible for you, then you're going to make, we're going to make sure that you do the right thing. So if you feel your child is just out of control, then I suggest that you get professional support. There's a lot of different things that you could do. And then how do you find these changes? How do you know when they're in trouble? How do you know when something's wrong? Because I know as a parent and a God-fearing parent that you want to do the right thing by these children. So if you see any sudden changes in their behavior, their eating habits, uh, their sleeping habits, if you see a drop in their grades, um, if you see any threats of that they may have contemplated suicide, uh, if you see any explosive outburst or any frequent irritability where they're just out of nowhere, their personality is changing. Um, if they've experienced a recent loss, uh, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a pet, or dog, or cat, something like that. If they're having any hallucinations, could they be on drugs? Uh, could they be on alcohol? Um, if, if there's a decline in their hygiene or the general appearance, anything like that, if they're showing any controlling, aggressive, or impulsive behavior, uh, if they're talking about experiences of shame, rejection, or regret, there's a lot of different things that we can do to help our children. I urge you to reach out, and I would love to provide some resources for you. You can contact me, as always, at Bonnie Bonita Worldwide. You can also email me at Dr. Bonnie Bonita at Bonnie Bonita Worldwide. And then also the program Valley of the Dolls, Valley of the Black Dolls. You can contact me here as well. I would love to speak with some parents who need the help. Single parents, married parents. I have a background in trying to help. I've been an advocate all my life for children. And I'd love to see how we could move the needle in a positive manner. Get our teens off the street, off drugs, selling drugs, buying drugs, being with people who do, do any of those things. Again, if you think you need the support and you, the help, I urge you to reach out to me. And as always, please remember, it's not the chances that we take, but the choices that we make that determines our destiny. Have a good evening. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita.